0: Hey, welcome to the Jesus Sex and Politics Podcast. I'm Micah. I'm Nathan. And here we talk about all the things that culture doesn't want to talk about. And that might scare you. And that might scare you. So we're glad you're here with us. This is episode one, and we just wanted to just set the stage here. These are going to be 15-minute podcasts. We're going to talk about things that I know you're thinking about, but maybe you don't always want to talk about out loud, or you're just looking for a place where people, you're just trying to find truth. In a world full of lies, you're trying to find the truth, and that's hopefully what we, we get out of this podcast and that you get out of this podcast. So, Nathan, Glad to be doing this with you. It's going to be It's going to be a lot of fun, Mike. Be
1: yeah. I've, I've been excited. I, I know that the name Jesus, Sex, and Politics has been the, the question, are we going to go with that name? Um, Mike why why is it that that is the name that we should pick
0: well there are a lot of good names first of all and we'll go into those uh, in a second that people threw out to us Can we put this out on Facebook hey what do you want this to be called but but really there's I think there's three main things in this in this culture right now this cancel culture the social outrage mob the world in general doesn't want people to dive into especially Christians especially Christians so if they can keep us from talking about Jesus, Talking about sex and talking about politics, if we can just shut the mouth of the people speaking truth, well, guess what happens? Lies can take over and win. And so I think that's the heart in all of this is to say we need to talk about this.
1: Well, and it's where truth affects those you know especially where the truth of Jesus affects sex and politics yeah. right if you never talk about it then you bit, you basically capitulate it to the culture yep and you capitulate it to the people who are talking the loudest and the people that media covers and the thing is is that what they're doing is they're just twisting everything when you when you twist that that's the word for pervert you you've perverted something and so you know, God makes something. He makes this awesome creation. He makes this awesome world. He tells us how he wants us to operate. And then people come by and go, well, did God really say? Yeah.
0: And And isn't that funny? he has been doing that. The devil's been playing that card since the garden of Eden. Did God really say, did God really say? It's one of
1: the most dangerous questions because it's, um, like Jude kind of talks about this he kind of, says, hey, this is where people go off. They start becoming wondering stars. They Mm. start asking questions they shouldn't ask. I think a lot of times we think we're really smart because we ask certain questions. And at times, we're really stupid because we ask certain questions. Yeah. And one of the things is, is God really faithful to what he says? Is he really true to what he says? Does he really mean that? Of course, the God doesn't really mean that, yeah. you know, but and he then, actually does. And then you see in the Garden of Eden,
0: after Adam and Eve fell, they, they they took the fruit and they they were ashamed because of their nakedness. Their eyes were open to their nakedness. And then the Bible says that Jesus was walking in the cool of the day in the garden, right? And he And Adam and Eve hid. And then he he calls for them and they come out and he says why were you hiding And they said well because we were naked and we were ashamed and and I think it's interesting Jesus said who told you you were naked I didn't tell you you were naked w- who you been talking to who what lies are you are you allowing to get
1: into your mind that wasn't coming from me and 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 who made nakedness a bad thing yeah, right you exactly. know not between a husband and wife so does that mean like we can just you know, no not right now <laughs> no no if you do that I'm leaving the studio. <laughs> Okay, well, I'll keep
0: my shirt on. And I appreciate uh, okay, that. Okay, all right. Hey, so there were some really funny names too that we can we can talk about real quick here, like that people uh, you know were throwing out as ideas, just so you, just so you are aware that we kind of gave this uh, out to the the general population, said, "Hey, throw out your names for this podcast. What do you want it to be called?" And we had a uh, we had a couple of good ones. Uh, we had one. Uh, uh, prophets and Loss. <laughs> oh, Because, <probably. laughs> you know, the prophetic gifting here, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Kill the Prophets. Was kill another. the Prophets. Well, explain that because uh, some of our listeners might not know why Why even talk about the prophets when it comes to you and I.
0: Yeah, well, because there's a gifting that we believe that the Lord has given uh, people, and 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 one of those giftings is, is the prophetic gifting, which really, the prophetic really just means you hear the voice of the Lord. That's all it really means. It's like the Lord speaks, you can hear it, you can discern it, and then you— you speak it out to the, to the world. And that, and that can come from reading God's word and just hearing truth in the word or him, the Lord, actually speaking to you. And you just, you saying, hey, we're going to, this is what God has been saying. But interestingly enough, if you go back throughout scripture, who are the ones that were always getting killed first?
1: It's the prophets.
0: It's the, the prophets. So I don't know if that's, uh, you know, we want to tell you that, but. Uh, well,
1: I think that too, you know, whenever you're talking about the pro- prophetic gifting, um, people hear that word and they go, "Well, does that mean you're going to tell us all the things that are to come?" Well, there's two types of ways that people prophesy, right? There's there's foretelling, where you're going to tell them what's going to happen before it ever happens, and then there's forthtelling where you're saying what God has said, and that that we're not trying to, you know, say we know what, exactly what's going to happen. We're saying that we know what God has said. And a lot of prophets take things, and they look at it as very black and white. And both of us kind of see a lot of things pretty black
0: and white. Yeah, right. We had another good one, uncancelled. Was someone uh, that was a good name that someone threw out there because of the cancel culture, right? Like we're you know people are getting canceled left and right just because they believe a certain way, and, now, and we're ticked off. And it. we're yeah, and I'm thinking, <laughs> listen, I love being around people who disagree with me on a, a just a plethora of different topics because I think it's fun to to, to debate, learn. Yeah, to learn, yeah, sure. yeah, and say, hey, maybe I don't, maybe I haven't thought about it from your perspective, right? But you can't even do that today because no. you get canceled the moment you throw your your. Your idea out there, your 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 belief out there, you get canceled. How, so how dumb. It's so it's so stupid, it's so sad, you know, here in the United States, you know. And uh, we had another one that said uh nonprofits. Uh, that was <laughs>
1: <laughs> they were trying to send us a message. <laughs>
0: non-profits. Yep. So that was good. Uh Culture Warriors was another name that someone threw out. Band. Uh no offense. wasn't uh, was, <laughs> was <enough. laughs> no offense.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, no offense. Hey, we probably should tell you. It's highly likely that you may be offended. That's right. You, you know, know, but we're not trying to offend you, so no offense. Unless truth offends you. Unless truth offends you. And then, in which case, we're, we, we will pray for you. And when someone said skinny jean profits, I don't wear skinny jeans. Neither skin. do I. I, 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 kinda, I have
0: skinny legs. I don't, it's not skinny jeans. I tell people that They're, the they're
1: skinnier than mine. <laughs> this is me virtue signaling right now. <laughs>
0: So hey, let's dive into some of this, uh, some of the topics here today. Um, we're going to talk about pol- politics are moral issues, and we kind of want people as we go into this podcast from from here on out to see politics not as a bad thing but to see it from a pr- perspective of morality you know goodness and our founders we go back to we'll go back to the Constitution and to the framers and the founders of this nation and you're gonna see time and time again that they wanted a people that were morally upstanding in order to maintain this self-governing idea you can't have bad people if this is going to be a self-governing people because bad people are going to make bad self-governing decisions but how do you have liberty if you're not self-governing
1: you no, know, yeah. that's a great question. I, I I think that they're saying, "Hey, this system of government was only meant for a a people who followed God." Yeah, because without that, the the moral side that comes from following after Jesus, realizing what Jesus is saying is right and wrong, yeah. and following after truth, this system of government can't hold. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, Thomas
0: Jefferson, he's famous for the Jefferson Bible, right? Mm-hmm. There was this... There Which was,
1: I used to have a real problem with, and now I I kind of, I heard a different side of this. Yeah. Is that what you're going to tell As me? Well, yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. So a lot of times people will point to Thomas Jefferson and say, well, he was a deist.
0: He didn't really like the Bible, so he tore pages of the Bible out in order to make his own theology. Well, that's not what he was actually doing. If you go back and read... Jefferson actually had two Jefferson Bibles. There was one that he tore pages out, put them together so he could send the gospel to the, to the Indians because he had a he had a missionary friend to the Indians who said, "If you get them tied up in genealogy, you're going to lose them So what Jefferson did, he pulled the pages of the Bible out, got rid of the genealogy, and he put together essentially just just the concept of the gospel and he and he sent it to the Indians so that they could learn about the gospel without getting caught in the weeds of genealogy. Well, the other Jefferson Bible, the one that we kind of know more about, is the one that he he actually he made it for his his kids, and he said, "This is a more. If you want to live a morally upstanding life, here are all of the moral teachings of Jesus." So he got rid of all of the teachings about you know the the godship of God, and he just said, "Here are the moral teachings of God of Jesus. So follow these, and you're going to be a morally upstanding person." Well, in nineteen, in the early 1900s, 1902, I believe it was the librarian of Congress at 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 the time, got wind that Jefferson had done this. And so he got a copy of this from his grandkids and and he said, hey, can we have this? And so the the grandkid gave it to him. And and at that point, the Librarian of Congress printed a copy of that for every new member of Congress that would come to serve and say, if you read this Bible, do only Mm -hmm. what the moral standings of Jesus are, you're going to be a great congressman. So until the 1950s, every new member of Congress got of Jefferson Bible. Mm-hmm. That was the whole point. But we've been told that Jefferson didn't like certain aspects of God, so he tore, tore pages out, and that's not the truth. And And so I think, yeah. it, but it goes back to even Jefferson, you can question his faith, but even he knew that we needed morally upstanding people in order to maintain this
1: free republic. Well, and how many times are the modern historians trying to focus on the few people that they think are actually not going to be very very, uh, you know, God-honoring, God-following as far as founding fathers. And they want to tell us that those are the main founding fathers when there's like 250 founding fathers between those signed Declaration of Independence, those who wrote the Constitution and ratified the Constitution, and and then they want to focus and they want to retell a story. So much of what's happening is history is being controlled by the people who— Uh, Who are in power, but they're telling it a different way. And we all know, you can see the same thing happen, but you have two different people that spin it in a certain way. And and you have to rightly... Divide. Yeah. What was the truth?
0: Yeah. Well, and you see that right now too. Just even take race. You know, we're we're seeing that there's a there's this undertone in the black culture that say, hey, we are a racist nation. We are just a morally bankrupt nation because of our original sin, which is which was slavery. Right. Well, then why did Frederick Douglass? who came out of slavery one of the champions of the black community why did he say about the Constitution that it was a liberty document mm. he literally said those words the Constitution is a liberty document because he even he saw that this laid the foundation for freedom it didn't it didn't absolve America of its sin of of slavery and racism overnight, but it laid the foundations to where we could continue to make this more perfect union. And that's what I think Booker T. Washington knew, mm-hmm. Frederick Douglass knew, Martin Luther King Jr. knew. It's like, hey, we're not perfect, but, man, this is the place. if there's ever a nation on earth that could really stand for liberty for all people, regardless of mm-hmm. race and creed and and religion, regardless of all it's the United States. But that all goes back to the moral principles of judeo-Christian
1: faith, which which used to be that you couldn't read Shakespeare apart from understanding Greek mythology and scripture. Mm-hmm. Scripture was always something an educated person understood. But we've gone to a point where the average person just doesn't know scripture at all. Yeah. We are a biblically illiterate society. And as a result, we're, we've we've lost our way. Yeah. You yeah. know, the vast majority, they've lost their way. You can track that back however you want to, whether you want to go back to 1962 when they took prayer out of schools, whatever you want to do. but. I'm just telling you when we've neglected the word of God we and and that's what a lot of this podcast is going to be about are we believe both of us that the bible is the inerrant word of God it's right we're wrong we need to change our mind <laughs> agree with the scripture because God had a a point to it all yeah. and and obviously the point to it all is Jesus he's the he's the focus of it but also the, when when you're walking in truth, God wants you to be able to walk in a joy and in a liberty and in 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 a goodness that is fun to live, rewarding to live. Yeah. And life was not, you know, it was not designed to be terrible. It was to, to, to delight in God and to know Him and enjoy
0: Him. And to be free. I think that's the thing, too, that we're just— Push pushing in this podcast, hey, freedom and liberty is worth defending. Freedom and liberty is worth offending people over. I mean, if it means for the sake of freedom that we've got to get out there and be bold as a people, then we need to do it. And you think about that, the Garden of Eden, we we started the podcast talking about that. But think about this beautiful gift that probably second, the second most beautiful gift the Lord ever gave us, second to salvation and his son, and who he is. He gave us this thing called free will. Mm-hmm. And he knew how dangerous that was going to be. He knew that there were going to be millions, billions of people that turned and, and walked away from, from his goodness and hurt themselves because of their liberty and freedom. However, he still did
1: it. He still gave us
0: that. Because without
1: free will, Micah, there is no—you can't have even the concept of love Yeah. apart from choice. You have to be able to choose to love somebody. You don't love somebody because they make you love them. Mm -hmm. You love them because you choose to love them. So in God giving us that, he gave us the ability to have... The, the most beautiful things in the world but it comes with a big price yeah it really does well this was fun
0: it was fun I said 15 minutes goes
1: by fast uh, but it sure does it
0: is, hey we're glad you joined us on this first episode Jesus Sex and Politics again I'm Micah I'm Nathan and we talk about all the things that culture doesn't want to talk about and here. and scares and scares <laughs> hey we'll see you next time